today's podcast, a quick update on the incredible events over the past couple of weeks. It's Sunday night. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. We begin in five, four, three, two. Maximize Your Medicare podcast. My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2020-2021 edition is available. It was published in January by Allworth Press. You can get it on Amazon.com. You can also order it online. Many bookstores will send it to you. All right. So anyway, you can go to the Facebook group. There is a Facebook group. It's a closed group. Maximize Your Medicare there's also a YouTube channel. You know, these resources are important. The headlines are coming fast and furious. The news updates are coming, you know, every minute and people are staying at home. There's a lot of noise. I'm trying to, you know, I cannot possibly send out a new podcast or a news newsletter every single time I find a notable headline. However, if you go to Maximize Your Medicare Community, which is a closed Facebook community. You'll have to apply, but I'll accept you. We'll get accepted. And so you go in there, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to see my comments about certain headlines. So obviously a fairly serious tone here today. What I'm going to do is start with an update on coronavirus. There are some notable changes to the way that the world will work under both individual health insurance as well as under Medicare. We will touch on the different ways under Medicare, under Medicare Advantage, and under Medigap, how those may differ, and also how that may change your selection if you are a new Medicare beneficiary. Finally, we will talk about financial markets. As you know, or for people who have followed this podcast in the past, I am a certified financial planner. My original world is the financial markets, the deep end of the pool, meaning fixed income derivatives, as well as, and I have witnessed from the front row, tremendous financial events, equally on par with the incredible speed that we are seeing the coronavirus take hold of global financial markets. So let's get started. So the coronavirus update here is that the CMS has stepped in and they have mandated certain things. So first of all, that coronavirus testing is an essential health benefit under the Affordable Care Act. What does that mean? What that means, and this is for persons who are not on Medicare, but on individual or employer-sponsored plans, which have this clause called EHB, or Essential Health Benefit. If your plan was bought on the marketplace, or if it fits this criteria of Essential Health Benefit, then coronavirus testing is one of, is being classified as such. Therefore, the test is zero. Okay, it has no associated cost. Now, That also means that there are certain exceptions because you just heard, right, that I said you needed to have something called EHB, Essential Health Benefits. If you have a plan, whatever that plan is, and it is not ACA compliant, 
Who are you? Uh, health share, religious organization. You've got these group shares, for example. Short-term policies, for example. Self-funded, large employer-sponsored plans. That's a big one. Anyway, the point here is that if it is not specifically ACA compliant, you will need to check. I don't have a good answer. I have no blanket statement on how your particular plan is going to handle the matter. Okay. So what that means is you're going to have to check the carrier. And by no means, the reason I'm telling you this fact is that the regulations don't specifically protect this particular test or anything that is not an health, essential health benefit, right? So you basically have two big groups, compliant, non-compliant. And anything that's non-compliant, a coronavirus test is not explicitly covered as an essential health benefit, which can subject you to the out-of-pocket costs for the test. It is also very important here, and it's actually a very nice development. If you can see, we're looking for silver linings anywhere, right? In many states, what has happened is the individual health insurance commissions, commissioners, if you will, so insurance is actually specifically governed on a state-by-state -state level. And we are seeing a wave of states that have created a special enrollment period. That means that if you do not have health insurance or if you have a plan that is not an ACA compliant plan, that certain states have created a special enrollment period which allow you to enroll in health insurance now. Very important. You need to go to the Facebook page, the Facebook group, Maximize Your Medicare. There's a closed group. Sign up to it. I'm keeping a running tally there. Okay, of who these states are. I don't know what the other states are going to do. I don't know if it's being discussed. We'll try to keep you updated. The fastest, most accurate way is that Facebook group. The sidebar here is that we have licenses in many of these states. We will be able to assist you or direct you to a party that will be able to assist you in enrollment. Let's talk about Medicare for a moment. So, under Medicare, okay, Medicare Part B will cover, Medicare Part B will cover the coronavirus test, okay, so the test, the screening test is covered by Medicare Part B. That means that if you have Medicare Part A and Part B and Part D only, then the Part B will cover the coronavirus test. If you have Medigap, you're also covered because you are first covered by Part A and Part B. Okay, so under either, let's say you're a person who blew off Medigap and you blew off, um, you know, Medicare Advantage. It's okay. In this instance, the coronavirus test is covered. Now, other tests, other types of services you may re receive can be charged. Okay. It can be charged under Medicare Part B, which is the 20% after you re after you pay for the Part B deductible. If you get hospitalized, you still have the Part A deductible inpatient hospitalization deductible. If you have Medigap, then Medigap will cover those deductibles, the Part A deductible, 
as well as the Part B, the 20%. So that is the first set of you, people who are on original Medicare or Medicare plus Medigap. It is a different story if it's on Medicare Advantage. Very important distinction here, okay? So now you can see these differences come to full flight, which is that under Medicare Advantage, the Medicare Advantage carrier is the ultimate deciding party, okay? I can't make a blanket statement to say that every single Medicare Advantage carrier is going to cover a coronavirus test at zero copay. <clears throat> they may have their own specific copay. They have the right to do this, okay? Because under Medicare Advantage, what ends up happening is the entirety from Medicare is handed over to the Medicare Advantage carrier and the Medicare Advantage carrier then decides if you, that this is you and you are a policyholder of a Medicare Advantage plan, you can contact your carrier. You can contact your carrier. For our clients, they're contacting me. I'm, we're calling the carriers on their behalf. Okay, this is exactly the snafu, if you will, the nuance, the specific detail that you may want to have an expert involved to help you. We go through this under very difficult circumstances. Understandably, I don't think it's an over-exaggeration to say that our global, our global society is in shock still. Does this mean, you know, and the other day I was a guest on a podcast on the street.com retirement daily and the street.com is, you know, known by CN is known because it is owned by CNBC commentator, Jim Cramer. And anyway, I'm frequently in my comments are frequently in the media as well as I'm a monthly guest on Bob Powell's podcast of, of retirement daily. The issue here, and the question that I got posed is, does this mean that Medigap is always superior? You know, you can't make that statement in full without certain, you know, other nuances. You need to think through it carefully because you could hear from the previous, what, five minutes or so. You may have been left with the impression that Medigap and Part B are always superior. Because Medigap will not have a, a will have a zero cost for the test, and then it will also cover any other services that required under. If you, for ex for example, need to get healthcare services as a result of coronavirus, whereas under Medicare Advantage, those things are subject to the individual cost sharing details of the Medicare Advantage plan. So you can hear it. You can see it. Medigap, very clear. Medicare Advantage, you do need to go through some details. Nevertheless, that's not to say that the Medicare Advantage path is going to be more expensive because you have to remember that Medigap itself has, is almost certainly going to have a much higher premium. Almost certainly. Right? So it's, it is actually an illustration. It's an example of what you're actually paying this extra premium for. You're paying this extra premium for the fact that there's no question when things stuff things start moving around. And maybe for some of you who have Medicare Advantage plans, you have had perfect health. 
So you don't really, you're not really a witness to the ups and downs and the questions of what medical billing looks like or how much healthcare services cost, that type of thing, or how much they can vary. You're not caught in the crossfire. Maybe you've never experienced it yourself. For persons who are now new to this, for example, and they find out that, oh, I didn't realize the way this works. You know, I've seen the media that they call this a trap. No, it's never been a trap. The readers of Maximize Your Medicare have known that this these are the critical characteristics, right? A hundred podcasts here on this channel. So anyway, my point here is that you need to consider this and which one is best as the because for certain people this may be a vital difference. This difference in premium can be big, right? And for some of you, and especially given the fact that there's going to be a lot of different employment situations going on, meaning many people laid off here as a result of the you know stay-at-home edicts that have been passed down by many governments. That difference in premium can be your groceries. I get it. I understand that. And so that's why I, don't, I stop short of saying, okay, Medigap is always clearly superior. That just cannot simply be the case. Okay? But you do need to consider it for yourself. For persons who are on Medicare already and they already have a Medigap plan or they already have a Medicare Advantage plan, then you can then you have to stay where you are with some notable exceptions. Here are some of the exceptions. Number one, you can move to a different Medicare Advantage plan if there is a five-star Medicare Advantage plan in your location. Okay, so let's just say you're, you have a Medicare Advantage plan number one, and that at a different carrier, there's Medicare Advantage plan number three, and that Medicare Advantage plan number three has been rated as five-star Medicare Advantage plan, you can move to it once. Number two, you can also change Medicare Advantage plans anytime through the end of March, and that is just days away now. Okay, so can you, in theory, find a Medicare Advantage plan that is going to charge zero for the coronavirus test? Yes. You can, if you can identify it in your location, then you can switch for it to it. The answer to that is going to be yes. Third, if you are a new Medicare enrollee, okay, so now let's just say, for example, you're 64.9 years old. In that instance, you may want to think through this, which is you're going to be, it's going to, next month is going to be April, nine months have passed. For some people, it's going to be advisable to take Medigap at first. And then, because you can always switch from Medigap to Medicare Advantage, right? You can do so in 2021. What you cannot necessarily do is start with Medicare Advantage and switch to Medigap because once your Medigap open enrollment period ends, right? You have, to, which is after six, after the time you become 65 and a half or six, for example, okay, or, and if, let's just say you don't have any other path into guaranteed acceptance for Medigap, which can be many, you know, crazy people write books about these type, these types of topics, but let's just presume for the moment there's no other path. Then the issue is that 
if you call me at the end of this year and say, Jay, I'm started with Medicare Advantage and can you help me select a Medigap plan? I'm going to tell you, yes, we can do that. We can try to identify it. You understand that you're going to have to pass medical underwriting. You know, lots of people have said, okay, Jay, why are you going into such excruciating details in the book and, you know, trying to explain this and make this clear to your clients and to people out in public and things like that? Here's why, right? Because when the situation changes, in other words, something out of the blue occurs, then you start seeing the nuances, right? Because you might have just thought, okay, well, I have my $0.00 my $0 premium Medicare Advantage plan and my friend had it, so I chose it. And then you find, don't, and you're in very good health. Well, all of a sudden something else happens and then, then you start seeing the differences. This is the very, very common thing. Again, be sure to sign up for the Facebook group. Can't recommend that highly enough. It's So what happens on Facebook? I've got a Facebook page for the book, Maximize Your Medicare. And then there's also a Facebook group called Maximize Your Medicare. You need to sign up for the group because in there, I'm going to give be giving only into the community. And it's not a huge community, right? I mean, there's over a thousand likes for the book, but the community is only 250 or 260, something like that. But that is the place where I'm going to be setting the headlines and the updates first. Okay, I'm just going to spend a few moments here on financial markets. So you've probably read it. Last week, a drop in the Dow Jones by 17%. And I don't use the Dow Jones, candidly. I use the S&P 500 as my litmus test, if you will, for the U.S. stock market. Anyway, you get an idea. It is the fastest drop from the all-time high to this point ever. Never has it ever gone this fast in one direction, which is down? Okay, so to give you an idea of the historical context here, we've never witnessed it. And more importantly here, there are a couple of things I want to point out. Number one is the weird things that I was watching was the fact that there were breakdowns in certain relationships amongst different asset classes. Meaning, generally speaking, we think of the idea that the U.S. government bond market is the safe haven. So people sell stocks and they buy bonds. During the middle of the week last week, this ceased being true, which was very, very alarming because as a result, the only safe place was then cash. Now, you may have said, okay, well, you didn't really know that bonds could go up and down in price. That is you know, not for today's discussion, but you, people found out that their bond holdings can go up and down. So what ended up happening during a couple of days last week is stocks declined and bonds declined, both. Uh, another example before I get on to the conclusions here is that people have also had the same idea about gold, which is that People would buy stocks and sell gold or vice versa. They would buy gold kind of as a safe haven. Well, last week, what instead you saw was stocks down and gold down in the same direction. 
The reason this becomes important is because it tells you that something is out of control. And by out of control, what I mean is there are other factors that are not being told to the public. That doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to understand what's going on. It's just the point that private people will not understand the connection, the mechanism by which this kind of thing can occur. To experienced market personnel, however, this is can be seen, but it only occurs under times of extreme duress, which is that people have to sell gold and sell stocks or sell bonds and sell stocks. In other words, this combination is what I'm taking a look at. Now, this seemed to correct itself on Friday. It seemed to correct itself on Friday to some degree. It seems to be also correcting itself here this evening. It's around 9 o'clock Eastern time at the time that I'm recording. The pot will drop in a couple of hours. We can see where these markets are going overnight and the overnight sessions, and we see it under Globex. So in other words, I have an indication about where the stock market will be tomorrow morning which is that you know it immediately opened limit down, which was 5% down for the S&P 500. That, and it seems to be hovering there now. Okay, so we do have an indication of that. We also see bonds rallying means bond prices going higher. So in other words, this relationship seems to be intact here today. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking at to make sure that markets are functioning in the way that you would anticipate. You know what's been absent from the last two minutes? What's been absent for the last two minutes was my statement about where, whether I thought the market was going to be higher or lower. I don't have a statement on that. You're not going to get that from me here in public. I won't stick my neck out there because there are a lot of things in, in play. You have a government racing, governments around the world racing to size and to pass Fiscal stimulus packages or fiscal stabilization packages for the tremendous amounts of lockdown and joblessness and the economic financial ripple effects that are going to occur to societies everywhere. Whether or not financial markets have that priced in, whether or not they've overshot, that is for someone else to determine or that's not for this podcast, right? Do we do this or do we have an estimate? Do we have our own thoughts of it based on what we see from market information? Yes, we do. Not here for this podcast. Today's not financial advice. Never is. It'll be interesting to see whether or not we have a full control of the numbers. The numbers are going they've been shocking. They will continue to shock. I think that that is a fair assessment, right? Which means that we still have fairly limited numbers in the United States. They look big, but there are more than 300 million, what is it, 380, something like that, 380 million Americans. We don't have anywhere near that amount of testing, so we don't have anywhere near that number of gross numbers. But you can see in smaller locations, in smaller countries, how shocking the numbers are. I don't want to use Italy as kind of like your prototype. It seems to be an outlier. But if you look at Germany, for example, and what they're suggesting, that probably gives you a better picture. That's all I've got for today. Stay safe, everyone. Be sure to sign up for the Facebook group and the Facebook page, Maximize Your Medicare. There's also a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is also under Maximize Your Medicare. It's a lot more than Medicare on that channel. In other words, the entire logic 
for what has happened here in the financial markets and how it affects your financial plan. I've known this. Okay, I've known this. I've I have videos on this on how you can't just accept what the common run of the mill advice or you know, here's what happens on average. Now you see we are far far from the average situation. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Maximizer Medicare podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Speak with you next time. Thank you.